Hello, everyone. I'm Mark, and these are the 2019 Oscar predictions from itsjustawesome.com. And like always, we're going to keep this nice and short and talk about just a few of the categories to hopefully help you out at your Oscar-watching parties this Sunday. And I guess... Charles. Yeah. Hi, I'm Charles. Um, Hey, I'm Kelly. Yeah, we usually... We've done this differently a few years. Sometimes it's just been me. Um, But we're going to try to see if we can't do this live. Um... So what do you guys, uh, before we jump right into it though, um, as you say, what do you guys think about the Oscars this year? Um, I mean, they're not, not having a host. Um, I mean, I'm, I'm pretty excited as far as the movies are concerned. Um, I haven't watched them all yet. I have three more best pictures that I need to see before Sunday. Um, but the ones I've seen, I really liked. I think it's going to be kind of a hard choice, really. Well, and that actually brings up a, a good point because um, I do want to clarify that um, these are the predictions based on the other awards um, that these movies have received. Um, we have not necessarily seen all these films, and these are not our opinions per se. These are just our guesses as to what we think will win based on the mm-hmm. evidence. Um, uh, because I was going to actually get into it. The, um, I, not many people know um, the way the Academy Awards do their voting. It's kind of a weird process. Um, basically the way I understand it is that you, um, if you're a member of the Academy, um, you get to choose the nominees for your particular category. So if you're an actor, you get to choose the nominees that eventually go down to the top five in the categories. Um, and then when, when you get that down to the five or up to 10 for the best picture, you then, um, everybody gets to vote on it. So, um, to get into the academy, you have to be chosen by at least two members that are already in there, and then people in your specific interest you have to actually vote on you. So again, if you're an actor, you have to be voted on by actors and all that. So the reason um, we use the award shows that we do is because, for instance, the SAG Awards, that's that's the Actors Award, essentially, the Screen Actors Guild. So whoever wins acting in that one generally goes on to win the acting at the Oscars. It's just the way it works. Um, Same thing for the Producers Guild. That's the Producers Guild are the ones that basically accept the Best Picture winner. Um, The Producers are the ones that accept Best Picture at the Oscars. So the Producers Guild Award is a good indicator of what's going to win Best Picture. Same thing for Directors Guild and all that. So, again, we are are giving... um, We are giving uh, those evidence, you know, not necessarily just what our opinion is. Um, but they, um, so that's the voting process and it's kind of crazy. Um, and that, and then there was also the controversy about the Oscars this year because as we said, they're not going to have a host, um, supposedly. Now, I don't know if you guys have seen this, but I heard a rumor that Whoopi Goldberg is actually going to secretly be the host. Have you heard this? <laughs> yeah, I heard that. Just today, I have actually. not even so heard this yet. No. I, I don't know. Um, if... It would be cool. I mean, I have. I, I think she'd be an awesome host. She kind of, to me, yeah. she's up there with Billy Crystal, and I've loved her every time she's hosted it. She's done it several times, so that would be awesome. I I don't want to get my hopes up and then it not happen. This will be the only the second time in in ninety one years that they haven't had a host. So I don't uh, really understand how they're planning to do that. It like how would that even work? Well, the way I've understood it is that it's just going to be different actors that come in and introduce the different segments instead of like one main host that. Oh, oversees the whole yeah. thing so uh, would, there, would there not be like an opening monologue or there wouldn't be well the way you know the way i've heard it now i've actually heard that um queen is going to perform um and they're going to be the opening act so to speak 
I don't know if that's true, but that's what I've heard. That could be, that would be interesting. I mean, I, I would watch yeah. it. Um, be cool. Yeah. Um, so, so that that's would be scary. cool. Um, and then of course there's all the controversy about, uh, them eliminating certain, they were trying to shorten it. So they cut out like four awards that were going to be done during the commercial breaks. And then you heard about all that, the cinematography. No, I, yeah. I did hear about that. They, so they were, they, they were going to cut out four awards, um, and have them air whenever the commercials aired. And then they were going to show it at a later time in the broadcast, kind of do a flashback or something on it. Um, and two of those awards were cinematography and then editing. And a lot of people in the industry got really upset about that um, because they said these are specific things to cinema. Like you, it's the language of cinema yeah. and you're cutting those awards out. Um, and you're so editing them out. <laughs> right. And so the, uh, what happened was uh, within a week's time frame, the Academy reversed its decision. They're now going to show all of them, um, <laughs> which is cool. Good. I, d- I don't like that. I don't like cutting out certain like ones arbitrarily. That's well. Cool. And the other thing I was reading about was that um, from the moment they call your name out for winning, you have 90 seconds to get up to the podium and do your speech, no matter where you're starting from. So if you're starting all the way in the back, you've got 90 seconds. If you're starting in the front, you've got 90 seconds. It doesn't seem fair. I don't know if that one got changed, um, but that's what I read. So it's not very much time at all. No. Yeah, you'd have to like. The whole thing is yeah. the whole thing is they're trying to shorten it, which yeah. I so the Oscars, I believe, are the second most watched thing behind the um, Super Bowl, and every year for both Super Bowl and the Oscars, the viewers have declined year over year over year, and I think they're kind of freaking out. And they're trying to figure out what they need to do. You know, at one point earlier, um, they had for for this year they were going to do a um, a popular film category, and mm-hmm. to me that's like I don't know that's like let them eat cake. We're gonna have our we're gonna have our good movies and we're gonna have the popular choices. And I just so they dropped that, which I think is good. Um, what I wish is that they just I wish the movies they picked were just popular good movies. Like they I feel like they picked the most obscure movies. A lot of yeah. times, yeah. Um, I remember, you know, growing up watching the Oscars, they picked movies that were both good and really popular. I like, remember Titanic won Best Picture, and that's was the highest grossing movie up to that. You know, it's like it, it's not that long ago the Oscars were in line with with people, and now it seems yeah. like they're so out there. And I don't know, I don't know. That's the well. This is a conversation I have a lot about with literature. Is that you know how much can you draw a line between popular fiction and literary fiction? And I, I would think the same thing with movies. How much can you draw a line between, you know, really artful movies and popular movies? And that's why I'm kind of glad, you know, like Panther's on the list because it's a Marvel movie and it's really popular, but it's also a really well done movie. Right. Yeah. Well, and the other thing about, you know, like that movie, like, so they, a few years back, they expanded it to 10 possible nominations for best picture. And, I think it was the year after Batman or after the Dark Knight. And it was because Dark Knight didn't get a nominee nomination for Best Picture. But the problem is, one, as I complain about every year, they don't do 10 nominees. They only do eight or nine or seven, which is ridiculous. There's not one other movie they could pick just to fill in that gap. It's just silly to me. But two, they almost feel like they're just, you know, you know, just trying to appease the crowds, right? Oh, let's put a popular movie that we know is not going to win. Now, you mentioned Black Panther. I believe Black Panther won the SAG Awards, you know, uh, the equivalent to Best Picture. Um, I don't think it's going to win, though, but um, 
but it is interesting. But that's definitely. I was reading something today. The article was basically saying that this year's Oscar Best Picture nominees, they've made so much money. They're they're very popular films. And I was looking at that, and I'm like, well, wait a minute. It said they made like 1.5 billion combined. And I looked at that. Black Panther alone made 1.2 something. So yeah, you could take the average, but Black Panther made so much money, it skewed all the rest to where it looks like they're popular, and they really weren't. Yeah. Not to say they're bad movies, but they just were not. They were not popular. I would argue this year in particular, like most people probably have not seen these films, except yeah. for Black Panther. I felt that way last year too, though. And and I think that's what it is, right? Like you, you're going to have viewers aren't going to watch it because they haven't seen the movies. And why do they care? Yeah. That's, I think that's dead on because, I mean, I was asking some of the ladies at work, too, like, hey, you guys going to watch the Oscars this weekend? What's your favorites? And they were like, eh, we don't know. You know, they, they don't know and cares about it because it's so inaccessible. But right. it's, it's sad. It is sad. It's, it's, and, and also there's way too many award shows. This is the mm-hmm. last of them generally for, like, movies. And yeah, it's like everyone is fatigued. Everyone's fatigued. I know I am. And, and yet I don't know. But. But it's the Oscars. It's the big one. I know, and I feel I still feel like I love the Oscars. I do love the Oscars still, but I just I just think they're making a bunch of terrible decisions. And yeah, they're I think they're trying to adjust and they're just not adjusting well to the new, you know, Twitterfied society right. of right. shorten everything, make everything concise, but you also want to have this huge big party and right. and give everyone credit that deserves credit. So you can't have it both ways. So they're gonna have to be smart about it going forward if, if they want to keep viewers. Right. Yeah. All right, so oh, go ahead, go ahead. I was just gonna say, like, to me, and that actually, that Mark, that probably is a lot to do with it, like the the Twitter fying of everything, and like people's attention spans are 0.3 seconds long now. But it's like, but at the same time, eliminating categories and trying to shorten it and doing all these little things, it's like the people who are gonna watch the Oscars, that's you. I mean, those things aren't gonna. Right. Like cutting out categories, cutting 10 minutes here, 15 minutes here, you're not going to... They want to watch all that They want to watch all that, and you're not going to draw people in. It's not like people are going to be like, oh, they shortened it by 10 minutes, now I'll watch it. It, Right, It it doesn't work that way. You just need to... You need to make it, I guess exactly as you said it, you need to make it accessible Mm -hmm. without being pandering. And you need to... I think so. You know... I, I do. I feel like it's kind of become an elitist thing almost. It's and it's also yeah. very hard to see these films too. Um, yeah, it is. You, they're not. A lot of them aren't playing just like your regular theater. Um, that brings up a good point, though, or a good thing. I just thought about Roma was a is a Netflix movie, and mm-hmm. um, cool. AMC. So Roma wasn't shown in theaters in the typical way, um, and AMC does a Best Picture showcase every year where they show the, all the Best Picture nominees. They did not show Roma because it didn't play at AMC. And, like, that's crappy. Now, Roma Roma did play in a few theaters. I think they had to. Otherwise, they couldn't have qualified for the Academy Awards, which is something they were angry about. I think the industry's changing is what it is. Um, essentially, mm-hmm. movie, th- movie theaters are fighting it, but it's, it's changing. And like you say, Mark, they're going to have to get smart about it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, even what qualifies, and I know for the, I think for the Emmys, the you know the Netflix has started releasing shows in half seasons just to be able to qualify for these award shows, which I don't like. I want to binge the whole season. I don't want to binge half a season. It you know it's like, yeah, I don't know. There's there's a lot of growing pains right now in the entertainment industry. Well, it's, yeah. it's just the arbitrary rules they make. Um, yeah, and I, I think. 
I think what they'll find is that people choose convenience over almost anything right. else. Like if I can Absolutely. watch it at home, I'm going to watch it at home. Um, it I don't know. Anyway, you guys ready to go ahead and get started? Yep. Yeah, sure. All right. So um, so let's start with Best Picture. And um, the nominees, uh, actually, I have some graphics. So before I start doing it, let me see if our Ooh. graphics work. Yes. All right. So um, hopefully you guys are seeing this all right. Um, okay. So we're going to start with Best Picture. And the nominees are Black Panther, Black Klansman, Bohemian Rhapsody, The Favorite, Green Book, Roma, A Star is Born, and Vice. And just like I was saying a few minutes ago, um, that's eight movies nominated out of a possible ten. That annoys me every year. Um, <laughs> like I said, that's something they definitely need to change. They at least need to do they need to either bring it back down to five, make it more traditional, or try to honor some other awards. Um yeah. anyway. Uh this one is a strange category. Um, it's very up in the air. Roma was the favorite for a while, and it did win at the BAFTAs. But Green Book has won both the Golden Globe and the Producers Guild. Like I was saying earlier, the Producers Guild is a good indicator of who will win. Um, since 1989, the Producers Guild has actually actually predicted um, the Best Picture at the Oscar more than 20 out of 30 times. Um, we, crazy. we went against them last year. Um, they produced, they picked, they predicted the shape of water or they, they won shape of water one and then end up winning the best picture. We didn't pick that movie. Um, so I'm not going to go against them this year and I'm going to say green book will actually win. What do you guys think? I, I think I agree with what I what you're saying will happen, but I don't know, and that's one of the ones I have the one the last three that I got to see before Sunday. But so I mean I can't really comment on it, I guess. But I mean I, some of these others were so awesome. Like I, I just have a feeling that's not going to end up being my favorite, but maybe. We'll, What's your favorite we'll, so far? The favorite, <laughs> the favorite is my favorite so far. I also really love A Star Is Born. How about you, Mark? Have you seen any of these? Um, not many, but I'm just going to go with Black Panther because I want to see a Marvel movie win. I just want to see them pander to the pot. I know it's not going to, but that's that's, I, that's what I'm really hoping I for. I really liked Black Panther. I really did. I think it's yeah. one of the, the best Marvel films. Um, it, it, yeah. I, I think, though, I agree it, it with Kelly. It wasn't my favorite, but I, I think it's got the identity politics going for it, too, That that's huge right now. And, like, they just pulled it off and, and like, gave black audiences, like, what they've been wanting, you know, to see a hero um, that looks like them, and so I don't know. I just, I, I it would, would make my heart warm to see it win, but I'm and sure I, it will. I, I agree with Kelly, though. I think the favorite is my favorite as well. I just, I can't get that movie out of my mind. I really liked it. Um, for Green Book, though, kind of what you're talking about, Mark. There's been a lot of controversy about it because um, the story, two things really, but one, the story focuses on the white, the Italian character. Um, if you notice, um, Mahershala Ali's character is up for supporting. He's up for supporting actor this year. Viggo Mortensen is best actor. So the movie is it focusing on the African-American character. And two, the family, it's a true story, and the family has said that the character is nothing like how he was in real life. So um, there's kind of been a backlash about it. And um, I, I, having seen it, it does feel like a very watered down version of history. It's PG 13. I feel like they're playing it kind of safe. Anytime it gets into more dramatic, heavyweight, Kara, you know, 
you know, waters, it kind of pulls back and it goes more comedic. It's from uh, Peter Farrelly, you know, the guy that directed Dumb and Dumber. So it's obviously going to be more comedic given his background, but um, I still, I wish they would have gone more dramatic in a lot of cases. Um, Speaking of which, uh, let's see, out of these movies, um, what, six of them are based on true stories? Um, Only A Star is Born and Black Panther aren't based on anything true. Um, Roma is kind of the director's like, it's his memory of what happened. So I don't know if you'd count that as a hundred percent true, but it's kind of interesting the that large of a number of them are true stories. Yeah, that is. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize that. Until you said that. All right. Uh, yeah. Cause the favorite, I didn't realize the favorite was a true story until I started reading about it. And I'm like, what really? And that, and there's evidence to support a lot of what went on in that movie. So this if you're listening to this right now and you ha- I feel like the favorite really flew under the radar as far as like audiences are concerned. I mean, I know it's been getting a lot of buzz and nominations and whatnot, but like I don't think I know anybody who saw it and it's so it's such a strange movie. It's like a very much a dark comedy, but yeah. you should see it. No, uh, it, it, it. Anyone listening to this, you should go see the favorite. It is seriously It, so it reminds me a lot of like Amadeus or uh, a Barry Lyndon type thing. It's 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 just it's a really good film. I, mm-hmm. I, I didn't ever know where it's going to go. And the fact that it's based on history is even more amazing. So, mm-hmm. all right. You guys ready for the next one? I think this yep. is uh, you, Mark. Yep. This is me. All right. Next up, we have Best Director. And the nominees are Alfonso Cuaron for Roma, Yorgos Lanthimos for The Favorite, Spike Lee for Black Klansman, Adam McKay for Vice, and Pavel Pavlikovsky for Cold War. Um, it's also crazy that this is Spike Lee's first directing nomination, but unfortunately, he probably won't win. Alfonso Cuaron will probably take home the prize this year, his second. He's already won a BAFTA, a Golden Globe, and a Director's Guild Award. So we believe he is a lock. Yeah, I would say don't vote against him. He has won every award. And it's um, he's the second uh, Latin American director to win, if he wins, to win two Best Director Awards. Um, so... Inuritu has already won too, so they're. It's kind of interesting. Um, uh, the the because they're, they're three. They're 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 all friends. It's Guillermo del Toro, Inuritu, and and him, and he's. So they're just kind of dominating this uh, the last ten mm-hmm. years as far as this category goes. Um, but yeah, definitely do not vote against him. All right. Best actress. Oh. All right. So next up, we have best actress, and the nominees are. Yelitsa Aparicio for Roma, Glenn Close for The Wife, Olivia Coleman for The Favorite, Lady Gaga for A Star is Born, and Melissa McCarthy for Can You Ever Forgive Me? So with this one earlier, it seemed like Lady Gaga was the front runner, but she's sort of died out yeah, from the, the conversation. She hasn't received much love at all from previous awards shows. Um and Olivia Coleman won a BAFTA and a Golden Globe, but we believe that it will be Glenn Close who will win this year. Um, she won a Golden Globe and a SAG Award. This is also her seventh nomination, so we believe it'll be lucky number seven for her this year. And I, I, I has won- she, uh, how many has she won? Do y'all know? None. This will be her first to win. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, and it's uh, Melissa McCarthy's second time to be nominated as well, so that's kind of amazing. Um yeah, I I was happy to see her get some love yeah. for this. Did you know that um, Olivia Coleman is actually going... Do you guys watch The Crown at all? 
Yeah. So no. uh, in the next, so it's been two seasons with uh, Claire Foy has been playing Queen Elizabeth. In the next season, it's gonna be Olivia Coleman, um, slightly older Queen Elizabeth. So, kind of nice. interesting. She's gonna she's playing Queen Anne, and now she's gonna be playing Queen Elizabeth. So, more trivia for you guys here. Yeah, uh, yeah that's a great. That's a great show, by the way. It is really good. good. All right. So next up is Best Actor. The nominees are Christian Bell for Vice, Bradley Cooper for A Star Is Born, Willem Dafoe for At Eternity's Gate, Rami Malek for Bohemian Rhapsody. And Viggo Mortensen for Green Book. So, kind of like how Lady Gaga was the frontrunner, Christian Bell has been the frontrunner for a while. They're, you know, everybody talked about how much weight he put on and how he got the mannerisms of Dick Cheney down. And he did win a Golden Globe. You know, he famously thinks Satan at his speech, um, which is funny. Uh, but uh, I, just, I gotta say, Rami Malek has really jumped ahead. He's won a BAFTA, a Golden Globe, and a SAG Award. And like I said earlier, the SAG Award is generally a really good indicator of who's going to win. So I would consider him a lock for Bohemian Rhapsody. He was great in it, too. I mean, I, I would be I'd be okay with him winning that. Yeah, he was really good. All right. Sorry, Batman. All right. <laughs> Next, uh, Best Actress in a Supporting Role. And the nominees are Amy Adams for Vice, Marina de Tavira for Roma, Regina King for If Beale Street Could Talk, Emma Stone for The Favorite, and Rachel Wise for The Favorite. Uh, this is one of the most wide-open races this year. Rachel Wise won at the BAFTAs, and Emily Blunt, who wasn't even nominated here, won at the SAG Awards. So the question is, who will SAG members vote for here? Uh, we're going to say that Regina King will most likely win. She did win a Golden Globe, but still call this more of a gut feeling than anything else. Yeah, it's uh, it's pretty wide open. Um I know, Kelly, you're probably wanting uh, Rachel Weisz to win. Uh, I, I do. She's she's my girl. But and it makes me – I hate when they do this. This is so like Betty and Joan of them. They like submit to – and granted, both of – both um, uh, Jim, Emma Stone and she deserved to be nominated. I mean, they were both fantastic in the movie, but it's like they're just pulling votes away from each other, I feel like. Well, and, and it was mm-hmm. kind of a – people were talking about in this movie in particular, it's kind of interesting how there's – essentially three leading ladies um, yeah. in that movie. And who do you pick? How do you pick which category goes into one? Because I would argue I, that these two actually had more screen time than Olivia Coleman. Um, yeah. So you're right. It is, they, they typically try to put them in categories. They think they might actually win. And um, she, she did win at the BAFTAs. Um, so that's kind of the, that's the one hesitating thing. But um, the SAG awards, as I said, that's who they usually pick. And, Emily Blunt won. So, who did those? Who were those people going to vote for? And uh, I, I don't know. Like I said, this is, this one is really up in the air. I think. So. All right. I'd like to see Rachel Wise win it too. I like her. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So finally, best actor in a supporting role. The nominees are Mahershala Ali for Green Book, Adam Driver for Black Klansman. Sam Elliott for A Star is Born, Richard E. Grant for Can You Ever Forgive Me, and Sam Rockwell for Vice. So this is Sam Elliott's first nomination ever. It's crazy. It (laughs) is crazy. I can't understand how that happened, but he won't win, unfortunately. Um, Well, not unfortunately. It's a pretty stacked category, but Mahershala Ali has already won a BAFTA, a Golden Globe, and a SAG Award Mm -hmm. for his role here. So do not vote against him. 
Um, incidentally, it'll be his second Oscar win for supporting actor, having previously won for Moonlight. Um, and only one other black actor has done that, which is Denzel Washington. Yeah, so it's a, it's a pretty big feat. Um, uh, Denzel won supporting for Glory and then best actor for um, Training Day. So um, it'd be pretty pretty crazy uh, to see Mahershala win this one. Um, because Moonlight's only a few years back, so... Um, but he was really fantastic in this movie. Um, well, okay, so um, those are our predictions. I hope that uh, that helps you out. Uh, you know, we we obviously we didn't do all the categories, but um, in these big ones, especially uh, some of the ones that are kind of you know kind of like like the supporting actress, it's kind of all over the map. So hopefully, we can help you win at your you know, Oscar parties and whatnot, if people even still have Oscar parties. I don't know. I mean, are people going to watch the Oscars this year? I, I hope so. Yeah, me too. See. And we'll announce the rest of the categories, our picks for them during the commercial breaks. Yeah. 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 A little Oscar joke, guys. I'm sure we will. A <laughs> uh, little humor there for you. All right, Mark, you want to do the outro? That's uh, We can. You can check us out at itsjustawesome.com or on iTunes and Twitter at Good Bad Podcast, all one word. That's right. And we'll be – do you guys remember the date um, where we're going to do another live one? Uh, let me look it up right I there. think it's the 10th. 10th? Yeah, March 10th. I think it's – yeah, Sunday, March 10th cool. at 8.30. We'll be back. Um, we'll be doing um, Kelly's pick, Kelly's genre. Mm-hmm. Yep. So Well-regarded we'll, fiction part two. Yeah. If we're calling it that, right. are we? it's kind of a – classic it's it's one of those that i would love to put the super long title on and kelly would get mad at me yes Um, tiny tiny text font that's right (laughs) but all right okay so we'll see you guys then i guess on the 10th all right good luck this sunday y'all good luck cool have a good one guys bye